Welcome to another edition of Saturday Night Live. Yes. 
the miraculous God showing us miraculous things. He is awesome and he is mighty and he is great and greatly to be praised. How many of us on this podcast, life has never been the same since we met our Heavenly Father. And if you have not known him yet, I suggest under the sound of my voice that you will get to know him because your life will never, ever be the same. We're going to talk about the kingdom keys on this Saturday Night Live. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to have access to your mighty kingdom, Lord God. Lord God, we ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will hide me behind your cross, Lord God. That your people will hear from you and not from me, Lord God. That we may encourage their hearts on this podcast on this afternoon, Lord God, to want them to seek you even the more, Lord God. And Lord God, we thank you for being mighty. We thank you for being great. We thank you for being our everything's in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to talk about this topical subject today. The enemy wants your keys. What we got to understand is Satan is mad because he want what we have. The relationship we have with Christ, he ruined that years ago when he wanted to exalt himself above God and he was cast out of the kingdom. And because now we are kingdom citizenship people, he wants what we have. He wants to destroy it because he no longer have access to it. So we're going to talk about the enemy wanting our keys. And I want to encourage you on this podcast that no matter what the enemy might try to throw at you, he don't have the keys as long as you abide in Jesus and Jesus abide in you. If you are a child of God, the enemy cannot defeat you. Let's talk about first being chosen. John 15 and 16 say, ye have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 and 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for the light. Acts 2 and 21 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 2 and 11 told us, For there is no respect to person with God. God has no respect to person. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you may experience in your childhood, in your adulthood, God has no respect to person. God loved the homemonger, the drug addict, the drug dealer, the don't push it just as well as he loved the preacher, the deacon, and the evangelist. Don't let nobody fool you. God loves us in spite of what we do. Like he said in 15 and 16, we didn't we don't choose God? He's chosen us. He chose us years ago when he went to the cross so that we may have life and have life more abundantly. And because he chose us, he's gonna take care of us. So we should not doubt. Some people try to make us feel bad, or sometimes the enemy try to put in our mind that we're not worthy of the cross, but we're worthy of everything that God has for us, no matter what we may have done. 
no matter where we may be going, where we at in this particular time in our life, God has chosen us and he has the master plan for us. And what we got to understand is the enemy may try to send people around us, people in our lives to distract us, to tell us that we are not worthy. And what we got to understand is they are children of the devil. Titus 1 and 15 says, Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. So if you get connected to a person that the enemy sent to attack you, they don't even know what's wrong with them because even their mind is defiled and their conscience is defiled. Sometimes we encounter people, we be like, what in the world? Why are they so hellish? Why are they so mean? Why are they so evil? They're the children of the devil. Don't even realize um, that the devil has overtaken them because he's overtaking their mind and their conscience. John 8 and 44 says, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abide not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. The Bible tells us in John 8 and 44 that the devil is a liar and he is a father of liars. So we should not let the enemy put anything to our hands. We got to learn how to tell him, devil, use a liar because God said you are a liar. First John 3 and 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil, whosoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brethren. So if we walking around here saying that we love God and we don't have no love in our hearts for others. This scripture right here is telling us, 1 John 3 and 10. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Is it the children of the devil whosoever doeth not righteousness and is not of God? Neither he that loveth not his brother. Brother, so you cannot be saved and say that you don't like this person and you don't like that person. That's what the children of the devil do. That's the world of things. Second Corinthians 4 and 4. In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believeth not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The Satan has blinded people's eyes. He has blinded people because he tried to convince them to follow him so they could go to hell just like he is. So once we come into this marvelous light that Jesus has ordained for us, our hearts and our minds that we will never be the same and we put away all those other devilish things that we used to do. But what we need to understand about the children of the devil is Ephesians 6 and 12 said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So that is telling me when I encounter an individual that is so devilish and you can just tell the enemy is working all through them. They work in witchcraft and they're so negative. They always try to cut somebody down. They're prideful and they think they're better than other people. That lets me know that that's a spirit 
operating in them. I'm not coming up against the individual. We That's why we got to learn how to pray for people that hurt us. The Bible said that we have to learn how to turn the other cheek because we're not dealing with the actual person that you see. You're dealing with the spirit in the inside of them that the enemy has placed on their life to try to destroy them and try to destroy you and the plans for your life. Yes, the enemy will send people in your life to destroy you. They'll come disguised as boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, friend, family member, but the enemy has consumed their mind to try to come up against you and destroy you. That's why we got to be wise. The Bible says we should be wise. The Bible tells us that. Clever as a snake, wise as a dove. In other words, we got to know the schemes and attacks of the enemies. But we also got to know how to handle things like a dove. 2 Peter 2, 4 through 9 says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved to judgment and spare night the old world. But save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with the overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver just lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked for the righteous man dwelling among them is seeing and hearing vex his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds the lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished uh-oh and we are not seeking god and his righteousness. The Bible said those who thirst after righteousness shall be filled. But are we not seeking to be righteous? Am I telling us we're going to be perfect? No, we're not going to be perfect. The Bible said we all fall short of the glory of God. But the Bible said those who seek after righteousness shall be filled. So that means, yeah, I fall short daily, but if I'm seeking God and I'm seeking his wisdom, he's going to counter all to me his faith. And he is going to help me through my trials and my tribulation and my, my battles, my spiritual battles. So here in this text, 2 Peter 2, 4 through 9, he destroyed. It tells us how he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And he destroyed them because they were doing homosexual activities. He turned, he burned them up and turned it into ashes because they wouldn't obey. He wiped out a whole nation except for Noah the eighth. It said the eighth person and preaching of righteousness. He told Noah what to do. That's why we got to be obedient. You never know why God is telling us what to do what we are doing and why he's telling us to do that. He told Noah to build an ark and I could imagine everybody was looking at Noah like he was crazy probably ain't no cloud or nothing was in it. He talking about a flood. 
And they probably looking at him like, what, Flood? It's sunny out here. What are you talking about? We don't have no forecast or no storm coming. But Noah listened to God. And he built the ark. And him, his family, and everything that God instructed him to put into the ark was saved. Uh-oh. Everything that God instructed him to put into the ark was saved. Sometimes God does not instruct everybody to go with us. So we got to seek God on what he wants us to do and be obedient to whatever he tells us to do. Matthew 28 and 29. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Jurgenesis, they met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs and seated free so that no man might pass by the way. And behold, they cried out saying, what have we to do with thee, Jesus? Thou son of God, art thou come hither to torment us before thy time? You heard what them demons said? Or are you coming here to torment us before our time? So which means the enemy know eventually the next time going to be up. They know they can only torment us for a season. This they know. And they know that they have no real power over us unless we give them that authority. It said that they were possessed with the devil. Exceedingly fierce. So, the, unless you know, the enemy and the demons and the demonic forces are subject to Jesus. That scripture said, Thou son of God, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? They was able to identify who Jesus was. So we got that God that we say we have living inside of us. Those demonic spirits are able to identify who we are. And they'll tremble and be scared. Because they know that we are the only one that can torment them and send them back to the pits of hell for which they came. Let's talk about Satan being stripped of his power. Isaiah 22 and 22 says, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. Colossians 2, 14 and 50 says, Blotted out the handwriting of the audience that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spawned principalities and powers, he made sure of them openly triumphing over them in it. In other words, Jesus is who they're talking about, and he had triumphed over the enemy. Amen? 1 Corinthians 2 and 6. How about we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. That be the principalities, the evil principalities of this world going to have to come to naught. So we should not be moved when they try to attack us. Revelation 1 and 18. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of the hell and of death. Hallelujah. Jesus got the keys. 
of hell and of death. So that's why Jesus said to Peter in the 18th verse, the gates of hell should not prevail against thee because he was on his way to the cross to conquer the enemy. He was doing it for us already. We don't have to fight the battle. That's why the that's why we don't have to fight our battle. Enemy's job is to make us think we are not worthy to be a key holder. But the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First, we got to confess this thing and not to man. We confess it unto God. We need to come before God to God, just like, he, just like in the Bible. When Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. We got to learn how to come before God and say, hey, I'm unclean, but God, would you cleanse me? Ezekiel 36, 26 to 29, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and you shall keep my judgments. And do them, and you should dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And I will also save you for all your uncleanness, and I will call for the court, and he will increase it, and lay no famine upon you. Thank you, God, for Ezekiel 36, 26-29. He said, we call upon him. We shall deliver the world in the land that he has given us. We should be his people and he'll be our God. And he said he will save us for all uncleanness and I will call for the corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. And when he said I will call for the corn, that means well, he will call forth the things that we need. We should not have to worry about our daily needs of wealth, eating, our daily things that we worry about. We should not have to worry about that. Right now, they keep saying that uh, we're in a, a crisis. It's like a famine. We're in a pandemic. But God's people that are seeking after righteousness, there should be no famine upon us. He got us covered, even in a pandemic. So God is truly amazing. Now let me give you the benefits of the keys and I'm going to get on up out of here. And I hope I help you all today. Deuteronomy 20 and 4. For the Lord your God is he that goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. That's your first benefit of having the keys to the kingdom. First John 4 and 4. Ye are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we can always remember John 4 and 4. Greater is the God in the inside of us than the things that the enemy try to throw at us in this world. We can rock in prosperity daily. Psalms 92 and 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our God. And they said we might flourish. He said we shall flourish. 
1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, hear that if we ask according to God's will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petition that we have petitions that we desire of him. And we ask in his will, we should walk in faith knowing that the answer has already been given. Luke 10 and 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It said nothing shall hurt us because we got the power to tread over these things that the enemy sent toward us. Romans 6 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So once we became into the fold, we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Luke 22, 29 through 30, And I appointed unto you a kingdom, as my Father has appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. We got to sit at the table, y'all. Thank God for the seat at Jesus' table, because we believe and we trust and we obey him. Revelation 5, 9 through 10. And they sung a new soul, said, Thou art ready to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thy wasteland has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 4 and 8 said, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, should give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. So if we love Christ, we should receive that crown of righteousness. Revelation 2, 25 through 26. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come, and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him I give power over the nation. That means if you're willing to endure to the end, you have power over anything that the enemy try to throw up against you. You have power to the nations. And we thank God for his everlasting power, his everlasting peace. And I want to encourage you on this podcast to know that you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And the enemy wants your keys, but you can't have them. Because first I told you, you are chosen. We got benefits when we choose to follow after Christ and get the keys. We know that some people are just children of the devil. Only thing we need to do is pray and fast and let God fight those battles against those individuals. I encourage you on this podcast on tonight to continue to trust and believe in God. You got the keys. You're able to lock and unlock the doors that God has ordained for you. No devil in hell can stop what God has for you. And I need you to believe it and receive it. I just want to encourage you this afternoon. 
I praise and thank God for each and everyone listening on the side of my voice that God may bless and continue to bless you and pour out abundance on you and give you the mindset to be obedient to him in this word. Go to Amazon.com and get my devotional or my cost of the all prayer journal to decree and decrease of things. You won't be disappointed. Or uh, you can contact me personally, 843-246-3095, and get a personal copy at a cheaper price. Be blessed. Thank you for another episode of Saturday Night Live.